This is Alpha Geek Radio. Yeah. Uh, I'm Zach Wolf from Major Spoilers. I work for Steven Schleicher. I was expecting a cheering for them. Uh, this is the cosplay panel featuring Bill and Brittany Durain. You might know them as Fitness Geek or Punish Props or Lady Longshanks. Uh, so we're going to do questions at some point. Raise your hand. I will bring this microphone yeah. to you, and you can ask them whatever. So, But now we will turn it over to them. Make there you go. Noise. Um, yay! <laughs> All right, so this is going to be pretty informal. Um We'll do questions. If you have questions at any point, just throw your hand up. If you want to comment on whatever it is we're talking about, just throw your hand up. And it's just going to be a back and forth. Uh, mostly Brittany and I are going to go. We'll go over this video my friend Holly just did about getting into cosplay. Um, we'll, we will add comments to that. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about when we got started and the trials and tribulations of that. And then offer some tips and stuff. And if we're still talking after an hour... Or 45 minutes, then we'll take even more questions. So, yeah, that's how it's going to go. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. Woo! Woo! Yeah. All right, so I, I I was trying to figure out a good a good way to, like, start for good beginner cosplay stuff, but my friend Holly just put together this video, and it's super eloquent. So I'm going to play it, and we'll just add some comments. She's also adorable. She's also super cute. And she was on the show Heroes of Cosplay. Yeah. Everyone, welcome to Cosplay Class. In this episode, I'm going to go over the most frequently asked question that I get, which is how to start cosplaying. Count down the top five tips with me. I've already watched this like six or seven I times. Know. <laughs> Yay. Step number one. Cosplay whoever you want. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You can be Picard and Riker if you're a 20-something-year-old woman like Jessica and I did right here. Or you can be an Animal Crossing character. Or you can be, I don't know, Ross. Or you can be whoever you want. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise because no matter your age, your size, your race, pretty much anything, doesn't matter. You can be whoever you want. And I will keep saying that again and again until I have to come to your house and tell you when you're sleeping. Do not let anyone tell you you can't. Because cosplay is about magic and having fun and not being sad and bullying people. And if you're a bully, you need to not be a bully or I will come to your house when you're sleeping and do other mean things to you. So that's one of the things that I get from a lot of people who are new. Um, they feel like they need to like pick a character to cosplay that they fit into uh, already. You know, like they look like that character or whatever. In fact, um, I know it's a poisonous place to go to sometimes, but on Reddit, in, in the, uh, the cosplay section, someone will post a photo of themselves and then ask other people what character they should cosplay. Which to me seems kind of weird, right? Like, I want to be Commander Shepard because he's a total badass and I want to be a total badass and I don't want other people telling me who I should cosplay. Um, so I always encourage people, like, whatever, you're never too old or too young to cosplay any character. Um, you're never the wrong size. You're never the wrong, you know, uh, ethnicity or gender or whatever. Because in my experience, cosplay is like the ultimate expression of your fandom, right? You like something so much you want to dress up as it. So there's nothing should, should stop you from, from wanting to do that. Okay. Or inventing your own character. Why not, right? Mm -hmm. um, I know, yeah, I know a lot of people here, or I mean, obviously, Murloc, <laughs> really trying to embody the Murloc, but a lot of other people are, will either take their own character that they made up from scratch, or they'll do mashups of, of existing characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's fun. That's so much fun. And people sometimes forget. That's We do this for fun. No one can tell me how to play make-believe. That's right. So. That's right. We're playing, we're playing adult dress-up, mm -hmm. basically. And yeah. Some people take it a little too seriously. Yeah. It's just like, let me have my fun. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see so many of you guys uh, picking some of your favorite characters, but also doing some cool mashups. The steampunk Luis. Mm -hmm. Like, how awesome is that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. What a great idea. 
All right. I love it. Going on. Oh, no. Come back. Step number two. Obsession is your energy drink. You'll It'll be come up back. late, late nights when you're cosplaying. Yeah. And you know what? You can drink as many Red Bulls until it's clinically not okay. But what'll keep you going is being obsessed with a character. You need to love your character. You need to really want to cosplay as that character. Get out there and have fun and be that character for a day. Because that's what's going to keep you going. I love Doctor Strange, so I decided that I would cosplay as Doctor Strange. I'm not a big fan of sewing, but you know what? I did it. I challenged myself. I made the costume and I loved it. And what kept me going was my love of the character. So make sure that you love your character. You really want to cosplay it and that you really really want to make that costume no matter what it's made out of no matter how hard it is you will be able to do it because you want to get out there and have a good time and pretty much be an awesome badass step <laughs> <laughs> so uh more, more of the same um one thing that i like that she touched on was she doesn't like sewing i don't like sewing either i get sweary when i use my sewing machine the cats, uh, the cats get really scared. The cats get afraid of me, yeah, and they hide. Um, but if I really like a character and I'm invested in that character, that's what's going to keep me in front of that sewing machine, even though I really want to hurl it out a window. Um, so, yeah, picking your, like, if you really like Murlocs, because who doesn't really like Murlocs? And did you, did you sew that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, and that's, I don't like Murlocs enough to put myself through that, but clearly you do. <laughs> I might try the uh, the one costume version that has the really bad stitching, red bad stitching on purpose. So I might be. Yeah, able he's to got it. the socks. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it has the socks. Oh, I didn't notice. I was, I had my mask on, so I couldn't see it before. Yeah. So, so that's another, another really good reason to pick a character that you're invested in. Because you will hit a wall where, you, or you'll hit the limit of your ability, and uh, you'll want to stop. You'll want to throw it away. You'll want to say, "This is dumb. Why don't I even try this?" And if you're not invested in that character, then you're not, you, you'll quit. And you'll stop doing it, and that's no fun because you want to finish it and go to a convention and dress up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three. Use your Google Foo. What you need to do is go on Google, and once you have your character that you're obsessed with, search that character and see if anyone else has made that costume. Has anyone else tried it? Are there any other cosplayers who've been that character? Are there any similar characters that people have written build blogs about? You need to check out some awesome websites that I'm going to list off now, so get your pen and paper ready. The first website is the RPF, the Replica Prop Forum. Here you can find a plethora of information and people to chat with on making costumes and special effects. Has anyone uh, been to the RPF before? Got a couple people. Um, You'll get people there who are industry professionals, like Hollywood industry professionals. And that's kind of the place where it used to be the tips and techniques and stuff for doing Hollywood-level costumes and props were very closely guarded secrets because in the industry, um, different prop houses, let's say, would be competing for jobs. And if they knew how to do something, they didn't want any people to find out. But in the last 15 years or so, the sort of veil has been lifted on a lot of that stuff. And the RPF is a great place for it, where people who are industry professionals are sharing what they do. And then people who are um, uh, hobbyists will you know, go in there and... Uh, elaborate on techniques or share techniques or um, they'll sell pieces. So if they're building an R2-D2 like you do, uh, they one guy might be like, hey, I, I made this one part of R2-D2. I'll make a whole bunch of them and then they'll sell them out to everyone else who wants to build an uh, uh, R2-D2. So <laughs> if you have not already gone to the RPF uh, to look up stuff about prospects, uh, prop and costume making, definitely go check that out. It's a forum. You really have to dig for the stuff that you want, but it's all there, and it's really, really good. Yeah, a lot of uh, just progression. Like, people will post pictures from start to finish of an yeah. entire costume, and it's a great way to get references. That's how... Which um, I think she actually talks about Yeah, right now. I, I started doing... Um, I'm probably just copying... Other, I'm, everything I do is to copy other people. Uh, I mean, I build replicas for a living. I, I copy for a living. But people would post uh, progress photos. So the first photo would be their blueprint that they drew out. And the next photo would be a hunk of wood 
with some part of it carved off, and you could watch the whole progression as this thing turned into the prop that they were making it into. Um, and I started like I started doing blogs on my website, lots of other prop makers doing the same thing, where they list the whole thing. So you may have a certain prop that you want to make, and if someone else made it and they made a full build log for it, you just follow them. You don't have to figure anything out. It's let, great. Let them do all the hard work. Yeah. Yes. Make all the mistakes. Or at least find something similar so you can start using some similar techniques. The next is my pal, Ted. He has a wonderful YouTube channel on how to make foam helmets and all kinds of awesome stuff. Ted taught me everything that I know, and he's an awesome dude, and he's worked in the industry for a long time. So go ahead and check out his work because he's rad. The next is my friend, Bill Doran. His website is Punished Props, and he just put out an ebook on foam fabricating armor as well. You, you can get that at punishedprops.com. You can check that out on his website, and you can check his YouTube channel out as well. Ding! You can also check out my friend, Kamui Cosplay, who put out a book on using Warbla and all the tips and tricks for that, as he's well as a painting Warbla. book on how to paint your cosplay armor, which I use all the time because your painting technique is amazing. So make sure to check out all those folks, all those websites. Also check out SmoothOn's website, where you can get all kinds of tutorials on molding, and also what kind of chemicals you need to use if you're going to be molding and casting pieces for your cosplays. And check out all the amazing cosplayers that you can find online. There are so many talented people. Just find them, Google your costume, Google different places where you can find out information on making these things, and check out all this stuff because the internet is now a magical, wonderful place where you can connect with people, even make friends, and then later, who knows, meet up at a con and you can all take pictures of each other fighting in costume and all that nonsense. You just go do your thing. Go on. I'll just wait here. Just go to the websites. When you're done, make sure to send me pictures. Tip number um, Yeah, a lot of times when you're building something, if you're starting it from scratch, um, uh, even if it's a really obscure thing, it's worth checking out to see if anyone else has made something similar. Um, a lot of times if you go to a convention dressed up, people have this mentality like, uh, like, if, like if you go to the prom and two people wear the same dress and they're like, oh, scandalous. But at a convention, if you see another Skyrim person in their armor, even if it's the same, or especially if it's the same armor, you run over and you're like, oh my god, how'd you do yours? How'd you do yours? Uh, and then you're best friends. And then three hours go by and you don't realize when it got dark because yeah. you've been talking shop the whole time. Um, but while you're building your stuff... Um, it's so easy to be sort of be trapped in your own tiny world and not branch out and see who else might be doing that exact same costume. Like, you might be building the same costume that someone else is building at the same time for the same convention. And uh, if you know that, then you guys can bounce ideas off each other or just steal all of their ideas <laughs> or whatever. Um, that's, it's out there, so don't feel like you're isolated. You know, go out there and look. Four. Failure is your senpai. Why? Because failing isn't bad. If you mess up, it's okay. You can still go to the convention. It, nothing has to be perfect. Perfection is a lie. Costumes are about having fun and going out there and being a character, not about whether or not everything's perfect. You can make stuff out of duct tape. You can make stuff out of trash bags. There's no right or wrong way to make anything. If you're comfortable with the material, say you like knitting, say you like making stuff out of duct tape, say you like making stuff out of cardboard, just use that stuff, paint it, and have a good time. There's no right or wrong way for anything. So just go out there and have fun. It doesn't really matter. You'll be okay. It's all right. I mess up all the time, like literally all the time. All the time. A lot. And it's okay. Step number... <laughs> yeah, that, there's no more true a fact than, uh, than fail failure is always an option. And I know that's really the only way I learn lessons that stick. I think that's a Schwood line. That he said that know. to us before about how it's like failures and then successes and the failures will creep along with your successes yeah. your entire life. They'll never stop. And you just learn from them. Don't think they're bad. You just Usually when, when, I, uh, when someone will say, hey, I'm thinking about starting to cosplay. And I, and I always say, well, do it. It's so cool. And they're like, yeah, but... I mean, I'm not good at making stuff. I'm like, of course you aren't. You haven't tried. You have to try, and you have to fail, and you have to. And that's the only way you'll start to improve. Um, we'll go into this more a little bit uh, after this. But the first things that Brittany and I made, the first costumes that we ever made, like maybe I'm a snobbish artist, <laughs> but when I look back at those, I'm like, those are really bad. Oh. <laughs> 
Well, you're uh, your own worst critic, too. Yeah, like. but also in the last five years, I've gotten way better at making that stuff. And I wouldn't have if I didn't make that first step, take that first chance, and fail a lot along the way. <laughs> Number five, the power is yours, just like Captain Planet says. It doesn't matter, you go out there and do it. And I know that it's really scary. Sometimes it's scary to try new things and put yourself out there, or make stuff, or you think you're going to mess up, or, you know, do anything. When we were kids, we weren't worried about messing up. We would just do it. It wouldn't matter if our drawings looked bad. We still gave them to our parents, and they put them on the fridge. You just need to tap into that wonderful love of making stuff and being creative, and not be afraid, and go out there and make mistakes and have fun because that is what will help you grow as a person and i think cosplay does that at least a little bit and remember don't be afraid never give up never surrender thanks for watching cosplay class everyone if you want to see more cosplay class go ahead and click the link right. right here i'm gonna make it right here it's gonna appear blah 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 it's doing this thing also if you want to see all right that's enough holly that, that's holly conrad if you yep. want to check out her stuff she has uh commander super, holly super cool. Is her YouTube? Yes, Commander Holly. Um, so why? So I'm, I guess a, uh, what's the word? I try and get everyone to cosplay. If people go to conventions, or um, people like to make stuff or whatever, I'm always the guy just like, just go make, just go do it. Because for me, I know cosplaying has, in a very positive way, transformed my entire life. I mean, for me, I do. I build props for a living, and that started because I started cosplaying with my friends. Now, it doesn't mean that if you start cosplaying, that it'll be your career. It's mostly just a hobby for most people. But that's where so much enjoyment and so much fun and so much socializing and meeting new friends and learning how to make new stuff. All of that came from me starting to cosplay with my friends mm -hmm. and, my, and my wife. Yes. Uh, so, Britt, you want to talk about our first costume? I don't remember what year we started. It was um, ages, I bet this thing will find it. ages ago. Many, many moons ago. Actually, no, we discovered it pretty late. We're from upstate New York. Uh, no one heard what cosplay was up there. Uh, we never went to conventions. It wasn't until we moved out to Seattle that we really... Uh, were like, oh, it's PAX, what's that? Yeah. Go, go, go to PAX, and you yeah. So we got the Penny Arcade up, Expo up in Seattle, yeah. and this is 2009, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and our friend, a uh, friend of ours, used to go to anime conventions back on the East Coast. And anime conventions is kind of where the cosplay thing spawned, at least uh, in the U.S. Maybe, maybe Star Trek conventions too, Daryl. I don't want to <laughs> step on your toes. Um, but. We were all, we're, our friends are always, when one of the friends is like, hey, I have a fun idea, everyone else is like, let's do it. It sounds crazy, let's do it. So um, we picked something that we all liked, Team Fortress, something we could all, we could all be one of the characters, one of the teammates, and we just jumped in with both feet. And uh, it was chaos. We, uh, a bunch of us were living together in a big house. We built most of this stuff on our dining room table. Um, Bill was like, don't worry, I'll make all your weapons yeah, for you. I'll just do the, I'll spoil them. And he never made one before in his life. So, yeah. But we did it, and it was chaos, and it was, it was like a month of just anarchy, staying up way too late, uh, drinking lots of coffee, sewing. I sewed, I was the soldier. I don't know, the mouse thing there. Yeah. That, was, that was before Fitness Geek. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Uh, Brittany, uh, the sniper there, I was a soldier. Yeah. I sewed this jacket the night before. <laughs> and it looks pretty good from back there, but it's a mess. Yeah, well, well mine was all purchased. Um, the, the hat and the vest and everything. It was, it was it was just simple for me to put together. Mm -hmm. It was just the, the sniper rifle that smelled like spray paint at the convention because I painted it the night before. Yep. yep. So we, but we did it. We, uh, we put this, these costumes together um, and it was so much fun. And I and if you are thinking you're gonna want to try and get into it, talk some of your friends into doing it too, because it is so much fun to do with your friends. Um, so we went to PAX, and uh, it was amazing. Uh, PAX doesn't have as many cosplayers as most other conventions, especially back five years ago. But we did it, and we're walking around, and we're getting stopped constantly for photos, and, and people are chatting, and 
great time. And we found uh, a red team for Team Fortress. We're like, ah, yeah, we got you guys. Make little mock battles and people to take our photos. And it was, it was after that, it was like, well, I guess we're doing this forever. Nope. <laughs> so we waited a whole other year. And let me see if I can find this one, too. Oh, I don't like this one. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's all about This is, we'll call though. this the year of learning. Um, we, uh, I got, I got way too over my head. It was like, oh, I can make giant scaly wing things, no problem. And they took up so much time that the rest of my costume was done very late. I still wore it though, and I still had way too much fun. Oh, but it's sad. definitely one that I never repaired and just hurled into the garbage. No. Uh, oh. It was just, just not comfortable to wear. Uh, too big. We, we, not, I, could, I made that. I was like one of those people, though. like you see those big Gundam cosplayers, and they just stand there and can't move. It was something like that. It's like, well, you're a nice statue, but... Start over. <laughs> oh. I got the one it's, thumb that'll type StarCraft. Yes. Search mine. Uh, StarCraft. <laughs> well, they have... Um, it's a good thing to bring up. Uh, they have a thread, uh, a conductive thread. We have some. We forgot to stitch it into these yeah, gloves. Yeah, I should have done that. Yeah, I don't need it because oh, my go. gloves come off. But yeah, you can sew just a little X of conductive thread in your costume, and you can still use your phone. Ta-da! Yay! Look at us. So this was so, St- StarCraft? Uh, the same yeah. group of people a year later. Now, the, my story I like to tell about this one is that I'm Jim Raider on the right here. Mm-hmm. With a yeah. sweet, sweet woman's wig that he's wearing. Yeah, that I spray painted, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, which is not the way to do it, but I didn't <laughs> know any better. So um, I originally wanted to do Jim Rayner's armor. The big, his is really big Space Marine armor. And about a month before the convention, I, I had all this plastic. <laughs> no idea what I was doing. And two days of me just, just trying to handle this plastic into this armor shape and it was not happening uh, so I abandoned it and I was like I'll be Jim Rayner in his civilian clothing <laughs> and that worked out just fine all I cared about was making the pistol anyway yeah, I just want to make that gun pistol. space guns so yeah you may uh, you may jump into you may jump into the deep end when and have very ambitious ideas especially with one of your first costumes and that's okay um, but Consider that you can take a character that, that you love and do a different version of that character. You can um, do, like, let's say Optimus Prime, right? Really big, really complicated one. But maybe you could do, like, Optimus Prime on vacation and have a hel- helmet and, like, a Hawaiian shirt. You know, you can do the same character. And those are the memorable costumes when you're, yeah. when you're at a convention. Especially when you go to Dragon Con, which is gigantic, filled yeah. with tons and tons of cosplayers. And that's the one that sticks in your head. Like, this, we had stormtroopers on vacation, and the, the female one was wearing her armor, but she had a bikini on the outside of it, which yeah. that, that was very nice. So you, if you do find yourself outside of your comfort zone, like well outside of your technical ability, uh, don't fret, don't abandon it. Just think of a way that you, you don't have to make it perfect. You don't have to make it exactly like the thing. And in fact, forcing yourself to figure it out and build something that you, is in your current skill level um, can yield some really, really cool, really creative results. And you can always add to it later. So it's one of those things you can build on. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Or maybe just build the helmet. Like, Or if you don't have time, just build one of the pieces. Incorporate that. Uh, in fact, last year I was going to do Iron Man it, but I gave myself not even close to enough time. Some of you probably saw those videos of him delirious. Yeah. Like, my, I have a week. It was <laughs> really, really dumb. But I had an arm and a leg done, so I got like his hoodie from and jeans and stuff from Iron Man 3, and I was just walking around like Tony Stark with uh, just one arm and one leg. Uh, and then when people ask me where the rest of the suit was, I'm like, oh, it's flying. I'll get here soon. Don't worry about it. Uh yeah, so if you don't get it done in time or if you're outside of your comfort zone or outside of your skill level, it's not the end of the world. You can still pull out something really cool. Mm-hmm. Just still go. N- never not go. That's too awesome of an experience. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was our second one. Learned a whole lot. Uh, this is the first project that I did any molding on. Oh, the arrows arrows work? Oh, yeah, arrow keys. Oh, that jumps way ahead. That went the wrong way. <laughs> I don't know. There, oh, There we go. That's the, the gun that I built, uh, Jim Rayner's pistol there. And it was the first, I was like, I want to make, be able to make copies. So I'm going to make a mold of this. I'd never done it before. 
and it's expensive, and the material is expensive, and I uh, failed instantly. <laughs> when you pour two parts of the mold material together, you're supposed to spray a release on it so that they don't become one. I forgot. I woke up in the middle of the night because I poured it right before I went to bed. Woke up. <laughs> mold release! <laughs> Ran downstairs, and it was ruined. And I had to rebuild most of this and remold the whole thing. Um, so yeah, those those things happen. It's cool. Don't let it get you down. There's a local um, place in Seattle. I don't know if it's it's probably all around the U.S. Uh, Tap Plastics. Yeah. Anyone's heard of it? Um, they they know Bill very well. Yes. And sometimes he comes in with like tears streaming down his face, like I need more of this. I broke everything. But yeah, it's it's a good resource. They have lots of molding supplies and plastics. A lot of thermal plastics. Um, tap plastics. Yeah. yeah. There's probably some equivalents. Oh, I, I can load up your website right here. Yeah. Oh, well, we don't have to go there. The website's actually kind of lame. That's okay. No. <laughs> um, if you're looking for materials, though, if you want to try oh, something new good. like mold making, um, if you can find like tap plastics or smooth on mm -hmm. for, for that sort of stuff or whatever the material is that you want to work with, a lot of times the companies that provide those materials will also have videos and instructional stuff on how to use it. And companies like Tap and SmoothOn have been doing a really great job of doing that. So we've got product information, store locations. That's great. I haven't been there in a while. They yeah. have tutorials. That's awesome. Tap, Tap plastics. They got, it's, there's a jingle and everything. It's great. <laughs> uh, they have a YouTube channel, actually. It's really good. Uh, Tap mm -hmm. tips. Ding. Yep. Use a microwave. Like, you shot us. You sand. All yeah. this really, really good stuff that you may not think uh, is relevant with your current project, but it's really good information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have next year's? The, what did we do after? Uh, was that the Chell and Dragon Age? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh... We decided to go rogue and not do group costumes. Yeah, like, we, we're all we like, split up. Like, I'm going to go all emo and uh, hang out with Wheatley. That's my plan. Needs got a good picture. Now it's a, but that's that's what it was. Is like Bill really liked the uh, the main character in the Dragon Age uh, two. Wait, one, two. Two. It was two. Yeah, God, that was forever ago. Uh, and so he's like, I really want to do that character. And I was like, Oh, I don't really feel attached to any of the other characters. I didn't play the game yet, so I was like, I'll, I'll, I really like Portal two. Um, so that was why I chose my character. Yeah. This was when I really started to feel like I knew what I was doing, but it took me three years. So mm -hmm. just keep that in mind. Um, for, the, for this one, I used a lot of, like, the armor is all rigid plastics and fiberglass. It's actually fairly durable. Um, I did some sewing. I sewed the torso thing there. He, uh, you had your first big injury. I did. I hurt myself really, really badly on that one <laughs> uh, with hot glue, which I use all the time. But I had a, a piece of fur on, on the neck, and I put a ton of hot glue on it. And then instead of putting it on the piece, I dropped it on the palm of my hand. And absolute agony. Uh, Second-degree burns on the palm of my hand. Really, really bad. But uh, that's part of cosplay. No Woo. permanent damage. Just put ice on it. But it is what it is. Like It's like thermal, like, like what is it? What'd you call it? Napalm. Napalm, yeah. yes. Yeah, because it's like, what do you do? You can't pull it off because then it's on your other hand. Yeah. It's like, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> Just let it cool? Um, so this one was a really, really cool. Uh, and what I started to do is pick techniques or materials that I hadn't used before and use a costume as an excuse to learn a new technique or work with a new material or whatever. I see we have part of the Torkoal Tones joining us. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys get in the costume contest? You all signed yeah, up? Yeah, they got signed up. They didn't, did you get your picture taken? Did you? No. After this, go get your picture taken. Okay. We'll talk about that later. All right. Um, and then uh, let's see. Oh, Chell is on mine. Chell. I saw a picture of it when you were... I have to go back to this thing. Yeah. It's, I saw when you were when you were searching. I got this. Oh, fine, fine. He proposed to me when we were at a pirate festival dressed as pirates. It was pretty amazing. You know that old story. That's not even close. To yeah. <laughs> no, I don't even. I blacked out. I don't he, remember. He was I really nervous. <laughs> I was like, "Was he gonna like murder me or something? What's going on?" It's like, "We should go go hang out without anyone around." There we go. Ta -da! Yay! So this was my first uh, separate prop. 
uh, that I made. I wanted something to keep. I'm kind of obsessed with it now. Like, so we have our helmets and we have our weapons. We keep them on our wall at home, you know, like, like cross like that. Uh, and so I wanted my own Wheatley, uh, so I did a Chell costume. And so he just sits on our shelf at home. Um, this was <laughs> the Microsoft parking uh, garage where we worked at the time. We just snuck in there with our costumes and did a photo shoot. But yeah, that was fun. It was a lot, a lot of plastics, a lot of stuff from tap plastic. So you, you learned a lot on this one as well. Yes. He yeah. ended up being way too heavy, but still worked. Just a flashlight in there. I didn't do any electronics. Yep. Just shoved it in there. <laughs> Sometimes, too, you'll be um, you'll have an effect you want to create with a, a certain costume, and you may think, oh, I'm going to have to do that from scratch or whatever. Um, or... Maybe there's a thing that already exists that kind of looks already like it a little bit, mm -hmm. like a flashlight or, or whatever, like a lightsaber handle. Anything can be a lightsaber handle, really. Uh, a broom. or <laughs> They used uh, a particular flashbulb thing from a camera for the original lightsaber props. You know, they just they made it from trash, mm -hmm. really, is what it was. Um, yeah, so there you go. That's and you did some sewing on that one as well. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Made my jumpsuit. The top part, I designed the top part to fit in case it got too cold, and it didn't even come close to fitting. So yeah, it just it can barely wrap around. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really just two sleeves are just like yes, a belt. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, but no one, no one needs to know that except nope. for everyone here now. And I didn't even do. Um, I've seen some chels do the uh, spring backs on the, those black spring things. Uh, just actually support the foot like with metal, and then they're always like leaning on the wall because it's. it's it's so uncomfortable after like five minutes because you have no heel. So I did I did acrylic heel shoes. Yeah, and they're not very high because I'm already way too tall. <laughs> but yeah, this was fairly comfortable. Um, I mean, I would love to redo those boots because uh, they ended right. up very very warm, but it worked. It worked. Yeah, it's fun. So yeah. a lot, and and always too though, like you, if you were gonna do Wheatley again, you'd probably have a list of stuff that you would do differently, right? Yes. Yeah, and that's you. You'll feel that way about just about everything you make. You'll build something and you'll be like, that's awesome, that's so cool, and you set it aside. The next year you make another thing and you're like, wow, that turned out way better than that one. And then you know if I did that one again, you would do it totally differently because you're always building on that skill set, learning new things. Uh, before that we did Emerald City, but that's fine. Our X-Men costumes. Oh, yeah, that's right. You don't have to find those. Oh, that was my body paint year. Yeah. That was, that was rough. That, and Kudos to anyone that to wears body about, paint. That's, yeah, you start to learn about about. Uh, you have, I saw a hand up there. You got yes. some body paint going yes. on. Yep. <laughs> you start to learn about something. Oh, sometimes you did the tattoo. That's awesome. Yay! <laughs> I'm a little obsessed with Critical Hit. Just a little. Let's see if I can find those real quick. Uh, there we go. Oh, yeah, look, look at that. Us. Look at these guys. Boop. Yeah. So uh, for Brittany, the legs and arms are cloth on on a. There, it's a similar bodysuit than what we're using here. Yeah. Um, these are airbrush a uh, little bit, but that was just a shiny, shimmery material. I got makeup to match, but yep. even that, like, I didn't put on right at all. You're supposed to airbrush it to make it nice and thin. I caked it on. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was dense. <laughs> but. My hair stuck Again, to it. Again, if you were to do a similar costume like that, you'd probably do it differently. Yeah. I love like, the belt, though. I still have it. I wear it for, like, pirate outfits and stuff. Yeah. It's a bunch, of, a bunch of creepy child size, size skulls. Yes. Also, if you're a cosplayer, you start getting into it, then you will very dangerously come close to that hoarder line where <laughs> you have all this stuff you don't want to get well, rid of. That um, dress I reused for my chill boots. So I, I, did, I, I have been repurposing, but yes, it yeah. does pile up. So sometimes you do have to pick your favorite things to keep and either give away or sell or throw away some of your older stuff. Um, I know some of my first costumes are out in the world somewhere. I don't know. I gave some away and sold one of them. Uh, but yes, you will become a hoarder because <laughs> you'll see something in a, a shop, like a secondhand store that's really cheap and think, wow, oh, that would make a really good whatever. So you buy it. And now you have four bins of them in your basement. <laughs> but, but someday that thing will come in handy. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got into steampunk uh, for quite a while. Um, we haven't been doing as much lately, but that's that is a hoarding hobby mm -hmm. um, where you just sort of like and you can, and it's heavy because you find a lot of real metal uh, yep. work. And you're like, well, maybe I'll stick this on something later. And then three years later, if you don't use it, you should probably just get rid of it or give it to a friend. Give it, you're like, here, it's your problem. It's a, it's a present. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should get into steampunk, Yay. which is a lot of fun because it's a lot of, uh, um, it's not as much basing it on a character unless you want to do a mashup, uh, which I love. 
But it's like it is fun to kind of just be like, I'm just. We made our own steampunk crew. We uh, were the crew of an airship, so we all had our jobs. I believe you are our captain. I was a. Of yes. course, I was a captain. Yes. Duh. Cap- captain Chinbeard. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was like Captain Copperbeard or something. Was it? No. Doesn't make any sense. I don't have a red beard. But <laughs> but this, we're playing make believe. We can be yeah, whatever we want. Um, yeah, that was whatever it is. Like if it's steampunk or whatever, whatever it is that gets you into it, it's awesome. So next year was Shepard and Phantom. yeah. I gotta find Nate's yeah. photos for that. I uh um I didn't get to play Mass Effect uh, three, but I was watching Bill play it, and and he was obsessed with Shepard. He's like, I'm doing this costume, and then he was well, I was watching him play multiplayer. And I really liked one of the... It's kind of like a ninja assassin that if you let get close to you, will one-shot you with a sword. And I was like, I, w- I want to be that. I want, I want to be that. So it was fun because we were uh, the hero and the villain. So for uh, cosplay photo shoots, we just had an incredible blast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just uh, instead of working together, we were uh, fighting against each other for the shoots. Yeah. And yeah. You'd be surprised. Like, so with our, our Draugrs, we're the bad guys. And um, I had never done a bad guy costume before. But you forget how, uh, how much of a great reaction you'll get from people who are into the lore. Because you see, if run around Skyrim, you see Draugrs everywhere. You murder them by the hundred. Mm-hmm. And people react to that when they see the, the bad guy. Or they say, hey, Lich King, uh, wait, what, undead yeah. something? Warcraft? Master Chief. Sure, okay. sure. Um, yeah, so if, you, if you're going to do a group uh, thing with your friends or your wife, and by the way, if you have a spouse and you're getting into cosplay, drag them along too. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, consider doing a good guy, bad guy matchup. Um, you can do really fun things with photos. You can, uh, you know, plan with other groups and stuff to do, you know, really fun yeah. like skits and whatnot. Play out the the uh, the whole fight thing. Like you're gonna murder each other. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there may have been a little bit of Photoshop in that one. But if you do, so for example, here upstairs we've got um, a TVZ gone up there with a photo booth. Just taking photos of people in costume. It's awesome if you have the chance to show off your costume like that. Go do a photo shoot because, especially if you can go on location. This one that we did with our friend was on an abandoned overpass in Seattle, and it was so much fun. We had the whole place to ourselves. We were doing all the we were, we were being goofballs because why not? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Just it's so much fun to go do a photo shoot like that. Because the actual shoot is fun, and then the final product that you get is also really, really neat. And make good friends with the photographer, too. Yes. Yeah, yes. we pay ours in beer. It's a good yes. relationship. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's the, uh, I think, on the bottom right of the picture, you can see, like, don't be here, Washington State. No, Nate, Nate, uh, no, it's still there. Photoshop that Did out. No. The, the city in the background may or may not be real. Yeah. It totally looks like Seattle. Totally. Um, uh, so does anyone have any questions? You guys are... Do you want to show them where Skyrim ones? Skyrim, what? The ones uh, we're wearing? Yeah. Oh, I guess we can look those up. If you guys do have any questions, just shout out. Yes. Is anything technique? If you have something you want to work on? If you want to... Yes. Wait, wait. Oh, we got a microphone, microphone there. Yeah. Zach's our need is keep. Uh, Say your hmm? name. Is this on? All right. Hey, t- uh, I'm Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Uh, so how did you do the skull parts of these uh, two helmets. Yeah, this is a a last-minute addition. Um, You'll see if he brings up some pictures we've taken from photo shoots before. Our masks were uh, airbrush painted on. And yes, that's that's, that's us. The children on the playground were not amused. But (laughs) this is a cave we found. Uh, Yeah, we found a cave near us. How awesome is that? And we brought a smoke machine, too. But this uh, this this skull, it's rubber. Um, it was found online. I was looking up uh, a hard skull mask. Um, I wanted to have something with a moving jaw that we didn't have time to do, so the ones in these pictures are just painted on. Um, and uh, I started looking at paintball masks and things, and then I just stumbled onto this amazing one that this guy was selling on eBay, um, and it was all a huge skull headpiece of just rubber, and it was already glued to black fabric. Uh, so I ordered two of them. Like, eh, maybe it'll work out. It was like it was like 30 bucks, but to make this by hand would have taken so much time. 
Um, and just, I never would consider the flexibility would be so nice. Um, just put Velcro on it, stitched it right on there, Velcro on the inside of the helmet, and uh, just painted them a little more gray. They were a little more of the, uh, the cartoony <laughs> color. Yep, exactly. That's what I wanted. And, and that's, it, it just shows you don't have to make everything from scratch because just buying some, something like that saves so much time. And it looks, it looks great. It's a little, little more, less air can get through. Yeah. But, I mean, our visibility was bad anyway, so it was a lost cause. But, but just, like, I love it. It's like we display these in our house, so our neighbors think we're weird. But, yeah. But yeah well, that's, it's, that's plenty of reasons why our neighbors think we're weird. <laughs> uh, was there another hand up? We got one over there. Yes. Skull masks, very cool. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hi. Hello. Um, uh, I love this material called Subaru for hacking. It's, um, it's moldable, and it, uh, you don't have to bake it or anything. Um, as long as you mold it, as long, as while you're molding it, it stays moldable. Is it like two-part and you uh, mix no. it? No. No. And it comes. It's oh. like silicone. It's like, oh, no, I've heard of that. It's magic. Ooh. Yeah. I first discovered it at a Maker Faire. It's almost like a, like, like silly putty looking, right? It is, and all you have to do is leave it alone for like an hour. Yeah. It's mostly marketed as a hacker's tool. Right, because you can like stick stuff together with it, right? Yeah, you can. Is yeah. that like how you make key copies or something? It sounds uh, scary. Hmm. <laughs> but what I wondered was, other than like Sculpey or other things, what do you use for small detail? Um, original, you know, manufacture of stuff. I mean, I, you can go to Joanne's and like right. buy a little thing, but what do you use for original stuff? I like um, the uh, the swirls on the helmet. There are made from a material called epoxy sculpt, and it is a two-part epoxy clay. So you get the two parts, you mash them together, and then you've got 45 minutes to work with it. And it's just like a like a clay. You can use water or normal sculpting tools. But then it sets up really, really hard because it's, it's an epoxy resin. Oh, yeah, it's, that's epoxy sculpt, too. And this is just wood, the light parts yeah. wood, and, it, and we just sculpted it on there. And it will adhere to the surface that you're sculpting it on as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then my favorite part is once it's cured, you can sand it. So you can sculpt it and do a pretty good job at sculpting um, and then clean it up a little bit after the fact with a whole lot of sandpaper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, everything gray. I make ends up getting painted anyway. Yeah. But you, I think you can actually can get epoxy sculpt in different colors. Mm -hmm. I always just get the gray. Yeah. Most boring. everything we do gets painted and then clear coated. Um, it, it, a lot of uh, taking all these to the conventions a lot, you need a lot of clear coat to just protect the props. This uh, the axe Bill took to a lot of places. That's the edge was all you could see the primer underneath, so it was all like. Uh, terracotta color. I, I, I was in a lot of battles. Yes. I had to it almost looked people. like blood. It was fine. But you, you, we just took a silver sharpie to cover that again. Um, but it, was, it was blood. <laughs> yes. Don't hit I'm anyone sure. with your props. That's why we don't see any Dragonborn around anymore. I know. There aren't any Dragonborn here, are they? Put them down. <laughs> uh, did we have any anyone else? Feel free to chime in with whatever you've got. we got the Princess Mononoke over there. Hi, I'm Laura. Hi. Um, so when you're uh, going to the conventions, like what's in your toolbox you take with you, like for touch-ups, things? That you is know? a wonderful question. Oh, uh, we actually have it in the room where you got your yep. photo taken. We have it's like a little tackle box. So we yeah. brought, yeah, we brought that for the benefit of anyone who needed to fix whatever. But it's a little, just a toolbox with scraps of material, adhesives, and things to make last-minute repairs or fix anything that gets broken during the convention, especially if you go to a really busy convention. You can bump into someone or drop something and it'll break. Um, so we, we've got um, zip, zip ties, ties are awesome. Like part of this is held together with, you can't see it, but there's a zip tie in there mm -hmm. that's They're so strong, like they'll, they'll tear through whatever it's holding it together. So yeah. it's like they're just a good strong substitute if yeah. something falls apart. We have a hot glue gun, that's pretty key. A lot of times you can use that to make a quick fix that'll last the day. And then when you get home, do something more permanent. Yeah, I'm like I, I brought like a needle and thread. And I've never had to use it because it's. I also bring safety pins, and that's usually a yeah. quicker. Like it's like I'll do. Or just later. zip ties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's every year we get something that I'm obsessed with, and I went through the zip tie phase. Uh, that most yep. of my like Chandra costume I wore last year, the back of it, I was like zip ties, and it like tore through and fell apart, and I was like, no, um, next time zipper. <laughs> zip ties are really good too if you have your badge for the convention. 
You could zip tie it to part of your costume. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of the, like these lanyards are pretty good, but some convention ones fall apart. Um, yeah, you so don't want to lose your badge. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't if you're wearing a costume you can't see anyway, you don't want someone to accidentally like or like take your badge or it falls off and you don't see it. Yeah. So um, but, but yeah, electric tape, electrical tape, tape yeah. um is a flexible so like my chell boots, the first time I wore them, I took a one step on the convention floor and one of the, the black Healy things snapped off and Bill whipped out his electrical tape and we just wrapped it up and yep. it was fine. And then the other one snapped off and we did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was learning. Uh, that was, that's something you don't, if you don't do a test run, that's usually what happens in the first five minutes of your convention experience is everything settles and falls off and, um, and there, We also have uh, super glue in there. Also, a uh, really great tip, if you have markers or pens or super glue that you're going to put in a thing and then fly somewhere, put it in a Ziploc bag, <laughs> like a really good Ziploc yep. bag, because with the air pressure changing, sometimes a bottle of super glue can straight up explode and yeah. then everything in your uh, kit is super yep. glued together. Yeah, so we have our tackle box. Yep. Usually in my pocket I just keep like black zip ties um, of, of some different sizes. Um, it's always nice to be that hero that happened at PAX yeah. East last year. There was some poor person holding two parts of a thing and I was like, huh? I, was, was like, ah. I ripped off the knee armor on my shepherd when I was at San Diego Comic Con last year and a friend of mine reached into his pocket and had this little unzippered kit that was a hot glue gun. It was tiny. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I, I ripped this thing. He's like, boom. And we found an outlet and fixed it on the spot. Amazing. Love it. Uh, got any more? We got, we got a red hat over there. Nice costume. I like it. <laughs> red hat man. <laughs> hey, we had Stripes guy last year. He, his costume was amazing. Hi, uh, my name's Craig. Hi. Uh, I had a question about, I guess it's more practical. You are just talking about traveling. Do you... Do you have to do anything special when you're traveling with, like, the prop weapons and things like that? Like, how does that work? Um, I, mostly I'm just worried about them breaking. Mm -hmm. um, the only time I've ever heard about anything... Like, these are wooden swords, and the TSA doesn't care. Uh, lightsabers do have a bad habit of vanishing from... Yes. Checked luggage. Yeah, we're talking about checked luggage. We yeah. almost always check our um, yes. costume bits. So there's, you can go to like Lowe's or Home Depot and buy a crate that on it says airport size, like maximum. It's a giant yeah. black crate. You'll see us lugging them around tomorrow, trying to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, but but mostly it's just packing them so that they're not going to break. Yes. Or packing them with stuff to fix them when you get there. Yeah, and, and it's something to think about is that crate will end up tumbling at some point. Yeah. So that oh jeez. Uh, the all the weight is gonna just tip and get and smush. So like like long things like this, you want to make sure that they're they're not an angle or they might snap. Um, but luckily, a lot of a lot of our stuff's light. Um, it's a lot of this. This is super light craft foam. Um, so it, it's our bags are very very light. Yep. So and not, not a lot of stuff to crush. Also, this is about the same size as a let's say a wine bottle or a <laughs> or one of those beer bottles. Of beer. I'm just yeah. saying. Really if you're looking for a way to, to protect your booze. Beverages. Um, but the, it's, it's, stuff's going to break. Also, uh, you can just carry a helmet like this on the plane. Mm -hmm. They won't stop you. I, so. I did that with this one. The, the horns, these horns come off. There's screws inside of them, so they unscrew. Um, and my, my horns and my helmet do not. Uh, their curviness made it so that when the smoosh happened of the crate getting tipped, one of the horns had popped off when we arrived. Uh, luckily, I could just glue it back on, and it was fine. But that is something to consider. Like yep. uh, Bill's brother Rob brought his Iron Man helmet on the plane. It was a big hit. Yeah. Like the stewardesses loved it. A anything that is a it looks like a weapon, don't bring. Not even like a silhouette that. of a yeah, pistol. Don't check bring that. It. But like a helmet or something, because helmets can be really bulky and take yeah. up a lot of room in your luggage. Mm -hmm. You could even. Yeah, no, don't no bring phaser. a phaser. Yeah. No. Yeah. no, it's like even we had a friend who had a like a laser cut. Um, shape of like a she was like Psylocke or something yeah. and it was like a like a psionic looking dagger thing and it wasn't sharp it was just like a laser cut thing but they they confiscated that one time like one time right, we got through right. and it's just it's just not worth bringing on the plane just to check it and then if you have a really big prop you may when you're building it you may design it so that it can come apart in two pieces for travel mm -hmm. yes like these horns we got one over over there So like something like a staff though, could you like check that in a like ski box or? Yeah, you can. People will do golf club bags yeah. or like the ski bags, 
But also, something like a staff, you could... You know how they make um, uh, pool cues with that unscrew in half? You could design it so that it unscrews. Yeah, there's screw bits you can buy to, yeah. to break it down. Um, we've had friends who have tripods who have been denied... Uh, bringing it on the plane, and it's a tripod, and then they're like, "Well, it's a blunt weapon." And I was like, eh. "What about a golf club? That's fine." Yeah. So it's like, so like, but then there's a monopod, which is similar to a staff. So it's like, it's it is uh, something you can't guarantee because it depends on I don't know yeah. what mood they're in. But uh, like a long ski bag is a pretty good idea if you're mm-hmm. going to check it. Yeah, I've yeah. I've done poster tubes before for mm-hmm. for things, but I, it is I uh, took my hard shell guitar case and pulled the the insides out and put a rifle, a space rifle in there and check that by itself and it was no problem. It worked out really well. There are still some airlines that um, include uh, a couple checked bags, like some mostly you have to pay for them. Southwest Airlines I love. Um, I think JetBlue still does it. Um, So they're worth looking at. They might not show up on the cheapest Expedia thing, but when you bring a lot of costume stuff and you don't want to bring it on the plane with you, you save a bunch of money by just putting it all in a giant crate. I think Southwest is like two bags per person, so yeah, two crates be. per person. It's Which awesome. would be fifty bucks there, fifty bucks back mm-hmm. if you're bringing two things. So. Yeah. Think about that. So. Mm-hmm. Any more? Hi, my name is Richard. Hello. So, how long does it take you to make a costume, and how many costumes a year do you do? So I do. Um, I've uh, the sad irony of my life is that I build stuff for other people, and I run out of time to build stuff for myself. So I haven't done a new costume for myself uh, this year, and I and I um I don't do costume commissions anymore. I just build uh, props. So I haven't done. I'd say I'd say we used to do three a year because because we would do um the comic bookie convention um, where we do like superhero stuff, and then we do steampunk stuff, which is way more casual. Then we do our big Dragon Con one. So that was our big one. So two small costumes and one big costume a year. These guys took us a couple of months, but it's hard to. Say, because Brittany started the helmets really early. Yeah, yeah, like months ago. It is, and it's one of those things you just do in your free time. So it's like hobby time. Well, like, some some people do. <laughs> I w- when we were in the thick of it, trying to get this done, I was working on the armor for three weeks straight, like ten hours a day. Yeah, well, so you, I would, you also had a commission you were working on at the yeah. same time. Um, uh, usually, what I say when people want to plan a timeline for their costume build is start at least six months in advance. Um, or try and figure out about how long it's going to take and then just go ahead and double that. Yes. It's going to take twice as long. It's, whatever you have in your head planned out, it takes way longer. Mm-hmm. And it's especially sanding. If there's any yeah. sanding involved, oh my gosh, it's like 90% so. of crafting. Yeah. Sanding. Uh, a costume like this, or like my shepherd armor, I was going to say maybe around 100 hours worth of work. So if you put an hour or two into that every day, mm-hmm. then it's going to take you months to get it done, which is fine. You just plan for it. Yeah. Well, a lot of it can be busy work. Uh, we have some chain mail in our costumes, and that's you can just do watching like Netflix or whatever. Or you or. just do it all in a week and a half like I did. <laughs> don't sleep. And no. then don't remember the convention because you're so tired. <laughs> Wander around with second-degree burns on your hand. It's always fun to walk up to that person at the convention that smells like spray paint, and you're like, how you feeling, man? It's like, I've been there. It's like, <laughs> like we were war vets or something. It's like, it's like yeah. It's do we have, uh, we have, I guess, five more minutes about? Do we have a couple more? Hi, guys. Um, I just wanted to say I was Tesla last year. I'm the Nightmare Rabbit from last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you brought it this year, didn't you? I'm He's upstairs. Pictures. He might come out tonight. <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you to Bill and Brittany and everyone else. This is my first costume I've ever done that you can see skin. Oh, wow. wow. I am a very, very shy, introverted person. Um, I hate people seeing my face, but your video uh, a few months ago mm-hmm. gave me the courage Yay. to do Yay. this. I want to hug you. I'm going to give you a hug after this. <laughs> yeah. And this, this, this is the first time for me. First wig, first fangs. It looks amazing. It's a learning curve. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. So I've just been nodding the whole time back yeah. here. Yep. Yeah, like yeah. The whole... 200 hours? Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> now, now, what I want to know what you guys think. You, did you guys see the bunny rabbit? Who saw the bunny? Yeah. Okay, what, what was creepier? The bunny? <laughs> the bunny. The bunny? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's why I wanted the movie Mouth. I was, uh, I was like, I want to be like the bunny. Yeah. Amazing. Oh. But thank you. Well, thank you. You are most welcome. I'm all f- feeling warm and fuzzy. All right. Um, I'm Tristan, and... 
Uh, I know that with most costumes, well, not most, but a lot of costumes can have problems with visibility. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> um, <laughs> how bad are those, and what are some ways you can limit your problems with visibility? Um, all right, so if, if visibility might be an issue for your costume, that's when having a cosplay buddy or a handler is really, really important. So when we put these things on, uh, we can both barely kind of see, but we just kind of rely on each other. <laughs> it's like two half-blind people yeah. make one fully vision person. The, uh, you, you could see the other person's glowy eyes. Yeah. And, the, the um, and then just don't make any sudden movements. <laughs> you don't want to fall down a flight of stairs or whatever. Don't rush anywhere while you've got this thing on. We, our good friends who do uh, crazy stuff for Dragon yeah. Con have handlers. Like, yeah, and it's, have, it's usually like their significant other. So, and a handler would be a friend, of your, someone you trust really, yes. really well. Uh, who is not in a costume because they're, you don't want them to get stopped for pictures or whatever. Their job is to make sure you don't walk down a flight of stairs or into other people. Or make sure you don't get hit by someone else. And they make sure that you have water and help you when you need to use the restroom. So, yeah, make uh, that's another reason to cosplay with a friend. Mm -hmm. So you may be at a convention where two people have these really elaborate costumes and they'll trade on and off. Because, like, for example, I can't wear this helmet for more than about 10, 15 minutes at a time before I just... It just needs to come off. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, as the murloc will, yeah, will uh, yeah. commiserate it's, over it's there. Don't feel like you have to wear it for like 10 hours. Um, yeah. A lot of people will wear their complicated one and then switch uh, to the simple one. And, and sometimes you'll build a, a costume where there's no way around it. When you have that helmet on, you can't see. It's just darkness. So you walk around holding your helmet, and then someone will say, hey, can I get a picture? Sure, put the helmet on, pose... Let them know to tell you when they're done taking a picture <laughs> they, they, so they that you don't just stand ago. there. <laughs> yeah. uh, then you take your helmet off so you can see again yeah. and walk around. Yeah, it's it's we we've tried to make them better, but it's it's hard. Yeah, uh, it's but I mean like sometimes you just make you have to make those. Sacrifices. Yeah, I mean with video games are usually great about reusing assets. So like we can do uh, this is the same armor that the the one chick with a the green stripes across her face. The Huntress. The Huntress, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I could go as her and not wear right. any of this. And you can just go not as wear one the of helmet. the... Yeah. You could go just as one of the, the Dragonborn. Yep. Yeah, which you've done before. So, yeah. good multi-use. We could probably do one more question. Oh. We could just stay here forever. Somebody else? Forever. <laughs> uh, you guys know me. Hi. Yeah. When you guys do your conventions and... Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have time to go do what you want to do, or because you're part of it now, you're part of the attraction, you're, people want to come and see you and interact with you, do you get to go do what you want to do, see who you want to see, interact with who you want to? You mean like at a convention? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a lot of people want me to do like a booth or whatever, and I'm going to try that, but I, I, I love going to conventions and dressing up and having fun. I try not to have many obligations. Although here I am, yeah. fulfilling an obligation right now. <laughs> we, we do miss a lot of panels, um, but we try and tell people to come find us. We have our meeting areas. Like, yeah. You can tell where the cosplayers tend to gather for photos. Pulse Bar! Yeah. Yeah, Dragon, Dragon Con! Con. Uh, Emerald City Comic Con has a great setup they've started doing with backdrops. Um, so like they do like a sci-fi backdrop, and they put this carpet on the floor that's different. So people know not to step yeah. on it. And it's, like, it's good gathering locations. Yep. And we just stay there. All day. <laughs> no, I mean, I if I wasn't having fun doing it, then I'd stop, you know, or I'd do it differently. Um, last one from the Murloc, I think. <laughs> oh, don't. Oh my goodness. No. Total right. commitment. I'm Ryan. Uh, Hi, Ryan. You do several conventions a year. Uh, how long do you plan ahead for those? Um, I mean, for this one, days, you know? <laughs> uh, no, like, I'll do... So usually I'll, I will go to panels, or do panels and stuff. Recently I was at Phoenix Comic Con. And so what I'll do is just reuse a lot of that information that I use there, at, unless only a couple of you were there. Uh, yeah, you started. won't know that I totally redoing <laughs> a panel I did before. He started applying for uh, was it professional badges yeah. or whatever. So it's like because um, a lot of a lot of them you have to get like tickets a year in advance, like like with yeah. packs or something. It's like they sell out instantly, so you have to plan that far uh, to just be able to go. Right. Um, it depends. Some some conventions can be a lot more casual. Obviously, Nerdtacular is pretty pretty chill. Uh, for Dragon Con, that's the big one for us. We'll be doing planning for that all year long. We have to get 
you, if you want a prayer at getting a hotel room, you have to. It's in August. To get next year's room, you have to start trying to get them in October. So that's a year-round commitment, kind of. But other conventions, not not quite so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess that's about it, right? We're good. Corinne's yeah. giving me the nod. They're probably gonna kick us out. Yeah. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Iron oh. Man in the back. Iron Man. Oh. Iron Man. Yeah, anyone yep. in costume here that hasn't signed up for the con- costume contest yet? Yep, run up there and do that. But I think most of you guys probably did. Yes, or if you haven't gotten your picture taken yet. Yeah, or if you're, just, you're not in the costume and you want to get your picture taken. Yeah, Why not? It's, it's, it's by time. the, was it Superior? Yeah, by the uh, Superior Room. Uh, thank you guys so much, especially everyone who's in a costume, because uh, this is this goofy thing I started doing, and you guys make it worth it. So thank you for uh, playing along. Yeah. Thank you for not caring about FSL and showing up to this. <laughs> um, yeah, and, we, and we'll see you guys in a couple hours for the cosplay contest. If yes. you see us walking around in our costumes and you have more questions, just lay them on, lay them on us. Yeah, for you, a costume yep. enter, just show up before 5.30. We'll have you all lined up and yep. get to walk and parade and stuff. It'll there you awesome. go. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.